There's a place here at the table Your coats go by the door You can kick your shoes off in that pile on the floor I hope you wore elastic Cause your waistband's gonna get tight Take time's done, we're having a night Pressing question, did you watch the succession. Oh my no, god. No, I stopped after season two. I really, I said out loud last night as I was watching it for the third time. You watched it three times. I really think it's incredible television. I think the I acting think is insanely oh, good. The acting is so great. I think the writing is so great. I just feel sick after every episode and I'm like, why would I want to be living in that place? You're a better person than me. You're like, yeah, give me more. <laughs> I'm just like, I can't, st- I can't stop watching the acting. I'm really just like, oh. No, the I'm, acting is. Yeah. Well, I was sort of like frustrated by that New Yorker profile on Jeremy Strong. So frustrated. Because I felt like it was making fun of him. And I was like, why are you making fun of a person who's doing some of the best work that TV has seen? Yes. Ever? And it's like, <laughs> that's his process. His process is not hurting anyone. Right. Exactly. He is doing everything it takes to do what the part requires. And like, God bless him. He's not a crazy cuckoo method head. He's just like, I think he's just very focused and likes to keep to himself on set. Well, I think he is a method head, but that's also okay. It doesn't have to be your way. Right. But it's okay for it to be his way. I mean, then again, hey, I'm not on set with him. It might be, it might be too much. I would just say that pistachio she's eating a pistachio we're drinking an allagash white which is just a flavor that oh, wow wow i love belgian, the beer i'm always wanting to know what is a belgian style what is belgian style hold on i just wanted to bring it up because <laughs> there was a line there was an incredible insult from logan uh the quote was to uh cousin greg where is your dad still sucking cock at the county fair? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm glad actually that you're bringing up last week's episode because I wanted to, you know, just give a little bit of um, of a heads up that when I was talking about steak fries, what I was really talking about, I was trying to talk about a wedge. I'm worried that like I got a little bit lost. <gasps> like when I was talking about steak fries, I was talking about something where the fry is so large that it's hard for it to get real like crispiness on it. Oh, okay. I saw, yes. What, what, what do you picture as a steak fry? I picture those things that are, they're not quite wedges. They're, they're like, what's the shape? Like kind of they're long and flat and thick and like really really soggy yes yes they're very wavy i'm waving it i'm waving it in my hands right now like it'll hurt you could slap yourself with it remember like the trick with a pencil where you could like (gasps) make it like look like it was do i hot guy in fifth grade oh yeah he can make his pencil bendy was his name like brad or like matt or like chad or I forget. In my dreams, yeah. Um, anyway, but I feel I feel that I maybe overly maligned the steak fry last week. What I mostly meant to malign, I think, actually was the wedge. You're so kind. Also, I remember, speaking of being kind, I remembered that the spotted pig had the most insane shoestring fries yeah. ever. Yeah, and you know what? I had a burger and fries last night, and I was like, oh, are these shoestring? <laughs> yeah. And Fuck. am I enjoying them? Fuck. Fuck, they were so good. They were like mini fries. 
As, and when I was describing them last week, I was, I was thinking more of like a bird's nest. Yes, totally. Oh my God. I was eating something that came with four tiny <laughs> shoestring fries on top. And I'm not kidding. It was only four. Where was I this past weekend that that happened? I looked at Aaron. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just a garnish. Yeah, exactly. I think we were referring to them as a garnish. It's very, they shouldn't know their potatoes are not a garnish. They're not. They're hefty, hefty. They've, they've helped all of Ireland survive for many years. Yeah. Although, or was it the opposite? Don't know. Oh, my God. That's terrible. I'm just going to The potato now. famine? The potato famine. Did they have it... to eat potatoes? Right. That's why I'm or saying. Or they had no oh, potatoes. Oh, shit. That's what I'm saying. Did they have no potatoes or did they have only potatoes? Oh, Jesus. That's a good thing to look up. I think that's a worthy use of a computer. All right. Come on, everybody. Look it up. God, I was such a bad history student. I had a hard time... When I don't have visuals. If I could have just watched movies in history class. So it was a destructive plant disease that spread rapidly throughout Ireland. And it ruined one half of the potato crop. So it was, and it was a famine because potatoes were such a big source of their. Got it. Got it. They were eating lots of potatoes and then they weren't. And that was a problem. Yes, exactly. Um, okay, I'm going to close that now that we've gotten to the bottom of that history lesson. Well, you were bad at history. I think I was never bad at it. I just don't remember anything that I learned. Fair. Like, now I'm bad at it. But at the time, I think... Yeah, I don't know. I got middling grades, probably, in history. just had a hard time focusing when it was like, we're, the mo- we're moving along this storyline very fast, you know? There's yeah. a lot to cover, and it's a lot of names, a lot of dates. And I was like, but I need... I'm not like I'm not fully getting yes, it. Yes, totally. I'm not <laughs> feeling it. I'm not you know? feeling it. Yeah, I mean, I hate the use of the word vibe these days, but it's almost like I needed to understand more about the vibe. Yeah. You know, I needed to understand like what were people wearing, what were they eating, what was the like, zeitgeist, what was the culture, what did it smell like? Yes. You well, know? there's that joke about that I always say about Parker, which I'm sure applies to Fieldston, where you went to school, which is you know these very kind of progressive schools. Like I, I can't tell you. Where Afri- I can't show you where Kenya is on a map, but I can tell you what it feels like to live there. <laughs> <laughs> Which, but not true because right, not not necessarily true. But I do think empathy, in its own way, is is absolutely vital to an education. Um, I am slightly excuse me as I burp. I'm slightly tipsy because I so Harry for Valentine's Day I made a reservation at Le Bernardin, but, you know, two two months hence, mm-hmm. two months after Valentine's Day, mm-hmm. and then we're going to the Philharmonic tonight. So we were just at Le Bernardin, which Harry had never been to. It's a very fancy fish restaurant in New York for any of our listeners. We went for lunch, a 2 p.m. lunch. Felt incredibly civilized. Restaurant was jammed. Eric yes. Repair was just walking around. Fuck. Sitting He's... at the table next to us, having a conversation in both... Italian and French. Oh, is no. there anything chicer than being able to switch between romance languages? How tall is he? Like six two. He's, okay. He's I a tall. He's fine. Sh- yeah, yeah. He's so <laughs> he's fine. So sexy. He's also looked the same since like nineteen ninety eight. He really has. He like went <laughs> silver w- went silver early. Exactly. That's the key. Yeah. Harry has a phrase: "Go ugly early." Which means, like, getting really drunk early in the night so that by the end of the night you're, like, the only one who can can see straight and everyone else is, like, blackout. Because you've somehow, like, you're on the way, you're sobering up by the end? Yes, exactly, right. It's like, yeah, 
you know, it's sort of like stack your night on the early side. I do that. Yeah, I kind of, I guess I kind of do that too. (laughs) I go ugly early and then it just stays that way. No, it doesn't. (laughs) But we've talked about this because we love to eat, (laughs) obviously. So if you, I'm going to sober up because I'm going to eat so much. So might as well get my kicks while I can. Exactly. Um, But the food was incredible. Um, What was it? How many, was it a la carte? It was not a la carte, so you can do a, there's a chef's tasting menu, which we did not do, which was, I think, eight courses or 11 courses. Um, we had a really beautiful wine, a Condrieux, 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 wow. I, I don't know what the good pronunciation would be, but we had one of those, and it was really yummy, from mm. 2013. A little bit of oxidation on the palate. And then it's a three-course tasting menu, but it's, Harry and I both thought that it was like a, a cold... Like a cold appetizer, a warm appetizer, and a main. And it turned out it was just like one appetizer, main, and dessert. It's like the menu did not include the dessert, so you thought three courses was like one from each column kind of a thing. Oh. Which was disappointing, to say the least, because obviously I was excited about a raw, a cooked, and a main. Of course. But I had a really beautiful poached lobster salad Mm. with like an emulsion with very thinly sliced grapes. Yes. Like, yes. Grapes. Yes. So good. Not in season, but yes. Yeah. Not in season. Not in Here. season. What are you gonna do? <laughs> um, and then I was thinking, I was like, is lobster even in season? Yes. Maybe baby lobsters are. I know it's like soft shell versus hard shell lobsters. There's like a thing of like when they when we, when each is in season. I'm like oh boy. the soft shell lobsters are the babies or like are the younger ones and they're sweeter. I the think, veal is lobster. Yeah. Ooh. Hopefully they're not keeping it chained up in a cage. Don't think so. And then I had a fluke, which was really nice. A fluke in an uni bouillabaisse sauce. Oh my God. And I was just thinking about this stock, like this bouillabaisse stock, and thinking like that is, you remember how we were talking about chicken stock and like that being the kind of like the secret ingredient? Yes. Just having a fish stock, but like it was, obviously it was so redolent of fish, but it wasn't fishy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it was it was so condensed, mm. but almost more like a bouillon. I mean, it, obviously it wasn't a bouillon, but do you know what I mean? It was yeah. like, you know, sometimes you'll make a fish stock and you're like, Ugh, it just smells really fishy. But I know when I use it in something else, it'll like mellow out. Yeah. But this, it wasn't fishy and yet it was just fish. I don't know how to describe it. Like, wow. it didn't have any of the pungency and yet it was really... Strong. It That's was so awesome. good. Bright yeah. orange. Oh, you know I love an orange-colored food. I know. The two of us. Ugh. If the grease ain't orange, don't come near me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, mm. then, and then we just, like, had a dessert. But it was really lovely and just so nice to just have, like, a, an hour and a half lunch in the middle of a weekday. So nice. Certainly not our norm, but it was really lovely. So... Wow. I had half an avocado and ran out wow. the door. I actually, I think of you a lot because I know you're such a night owl person. Yeah. What is your, do you have breakfast any day? No. Okay. What time do you usually have your first meal? <laughs> um, well, it depends. There are some mornings and I'm like, I wake up at nine and I'm like, whoa, I'm really hungry. Yeah. So then I'll have something. But I often will eat like, I love breakfasty, savory breakfasty food, but I'll eat it, I don't know, usually usually between like 12 and 2. Okay, so you basically have it as lunch. Yeah. And then 
And do you have like an actual meal or do you have like a like part of an avocado? This was particularly sm- a small amount of food for me today because we ate a lot really late last night. Mm. Best. Yes, the best. And also kind of all weekend because I was in um, Rochester with my husband. If you've been following, you know, my husband was doing a play out there and he was closing. So it was like many days of celebration and like a lot of late night chicken wings and pizza. Oh, it's the best. The best, but like really fucks up your sleep pattern. Yeah, if you're not doing a show, it's terrible. It's if terrible. you're doing a show, it's yeah. like your sleep is totally normal and yeah. you're like, what's wrong with waking up at 10? Yes. Yeah. Um, so, what was I saying? My avocado. Oh. So today, you ha- oh. it was particularly small. Yeah, but it depends. Usually, I really love eating eggs in the middle of the day. Mm-hmm. So I usually will make like, if Chris is around, he'll make an egg sandwich. He makes very good egg sandwich. Really? It's incredible, actually. Be- so he makes like an egg salad? No, he will do it with fried eggs, usually. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. more of like a, a bacon, egg, and cheese yes. kind of a situation. Okay. Yeah. What's in them? I don't, it's like, usually there's no meat in it besides yeah. the egg, but like different, I don't know, like an arugula, there's like a bear lettuce, like an arugula yeah. and a cheddar, like a sharp cheddar. And sometimes we'll have other random veggies that like if I've roasted something or if there's some zucchini, like there'll yeah. be another vegetable element. And then um, like if I've made a green sauce, usually that goes on and all the condiments, mayo, mustard, sprouts something like a crunchy mm-hmm. it's great yeah yeah well, i love an egg sandwich. a pickle of some kind of pickled on un- pickled red onion yeah oh yeah and like yeah an aioli i mean oh god a havarti i love a havarti yeah but lunch is tough i'm i I'm like a lunch a head see i'm a lunch head like i think i got but i'm also a dinner head I'm a... <laughs> Turns out, I'm a food head. I'm a food head. <laughs> <laughs> you guys know what I'm all about. Yeah, I think lunch is tough because it's like, a lot of people don't like to eat lunch at all. They're like, mm-hmm. I get so tired after, I can't yeah. have anything like real or substantial. And I'm like, oh, I want the real substantial. But I also fast two days a week. So for me, I'm like, yeah. when I get to eat, I'd like to really eat. Well, <laughs> and your body is like burning it. You know, yeah. I hate the feeling of eating a lot and it's not even that I'm tired. It's just suddenly, it's just stasis. Yeah. I mean, I just woke up from a 45 minute nap. That's so amazing. But that's also drinking in the middle of the day. But that'll, I'm shocked that you're you coherent. Out. I'm like, if I, if I take a nap, a 45 minute nap after drinking in the middle of the day, I'm groggy as fuck. But that's after like actual drinking. This was like, I had two glasses of wine. Look at like you. Not... I'm really glad you look great. This oh, outfit thanks. is incredible. I mean, I'm burping up a storm, but I'm going to blame the beer for that. All right. Fair enough. Did we talk last week? I know we wanted to talk about courses, like the tasting menu, oh. as it were. Did we ever get there? We I were don't stuck think at the so. county fair. Because what you were just saying about lunch reminded me of it. Don't you think there's a movement away from all of that now? Away from the tasting menu? Yes. Okay. I do and I don't. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm so glad you brought up this topic because... I'm so sick of everything being share plates. Mm-hmm. I'm over the share plate mentality. Family style is different than like share plates. Okay. As in, what I mean by that is like, if there is a massive food mm-hmm. being placed on the table, that I can handle. Yes. If it's a small plate that has a thinly sliced, one thinly sliced scallop for four people, I'm not into that anymore. Yeah. Guys, stop. Yeah, if, it, if, it's a, if it's all shared, but it's like com, tiny composed dishes that look like 
appetizers for one person. Yeah. How is it a shared plate? Exactly. If it's a gigantic thing of hummus and like a plate full of pitas. Yeah. That, now that's that's made to share. Now that's share plates. Yeah. 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 There's a some kind of misconception, mistranslation, something lost in translation from other cultures when Americans are like, oh, it's shared plates. You're like, then make it for everyone. Right. We got deviled eggs last night at this at a restaurant I will not name that I love very dearly. Okay, can you mouth it to me, please? <laughs> Guys could <laughs> couldn't, not. Couldn't get watch. it. Couldn't get it. Looks like she said watches. <laughs> You're not far off. But this is not to say anything bad about them. But how much do you think we're gonna play prizes right? Yes. For deviled eggs. The okay. dev it said deviled eggs, five. That's what it said on the menu. Okay. Five dollars. So I said Okay, that means it's five dollars a half. Well, I don't know. What do you think? Okay, you th okay, and and sorry, was was if you ordered quote unquote deviled eggs, were they like that's an order of deviled eggs, or was it like you have to order by the piece, well, like like an oyster? Well, <laughs> I also want to get into that. Who orders just one oyster, and is that allowed? Because last night I was like, let's just order three oysters and see what they say. Oh, I think you can totally order three oysters. Right. I've done. I've definitely. It's but a no half one wants of a half to. a dozen. And they know that you're not going to. It's so smart. They're oh, like people are going to be too ashamed to order two oysters. They're going to order half a dozen. I think three oysters though is like an actually quite a nice entry into a into an appetizer. It's not the appetizer itself. It's just the entry. It's just the amuse. It's the amuse bouche. Yeah. The amuse. I know amuse amuse. Uh, anyway, okay. Wait. All right. Let's get to the deviled eggs. My guess is it said devil eggs dash five. Yes. I'm guessing that was one egg. Correct. Ding, 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 ding. It was one <laughs> egg. So two halves. But I was like, that Unacceptable. is. Unacceptable. But like, good for them. They are, the, the margins on that are great. The margins are that are, on that are great. But I'm also overseeing a deviled egg on a menu. I mean, sorry, every time I see them, I order them. So <laughs> I I'm never overs do. Oh, I always order them because I'm like, I fucking love a deviled egg. Yeah. But the price, I think it's like, are you a person who cares about margins or not? It's like, are you a person who, who looks at a wine list and is like, this fucking makes me mad because I know that this bottle actually costs 15 and it's being sold for 45 Or are you like, eh, I'm out, let's have a nice time? Well, it depends on the kind. We were like, let's have... A low-key night where we don't spend a lot of money. Yes, which is, in this city, it's getting so, so hard. hard. The other day, Ari and I, when, when we recorded our last episode, mm -hmm. she was like, let's just go out for something low-key and, like, spend below X amount per person. Yeah. And we went out to a Greek restaurant yes. down the street. <laughs> P.S. <laughs> Newsflash, it was fucking terrible. Yep. The guy convinced us the guy, A, had halitosis, because he had halitosis, as did the guy today. Where? At lunch. Oh my god. Oh my god, he had halitosis. Oh, oh my god. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. But the guy at this Greek place convinced us to buy a bottle of wine, which was like not super expensive, and then we ordered food and lo and behold it was, it was like that number I was, said yeah, I didn't want to reach. Exactly. I which I'm sorry about and I was oh, also frustrated. So, I know, so but it's fun. so annoying. It's you know? like you think you're being you think that you're being like, Well, this place isn't that great. Like how and then the food was even bad. Whatever. Are there hidden fees somewhere that we weren't seeing? We probably ordered one too many dishes. Yeah, but I think so. I think we ordered the right amount if the restaurant was really good, but we ordered the wrong amount for a restaurant <laughs> that wasn't very good. Yeah, we were we didn't finish any everything and no one took it home. Yeah, exactly. Um all right, so shared plates. Okay, okay so you tasty, think yeah, tasty menu. 
So you think that the tasting menu is on its way out. I think the silly tasting menus like the yes. Goggin and like all of that stuff, the like chef's table, mm-hmm. which by the way, the theme, I was napping and I was like, what is this theme that's in my head? <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, a chef's table. Oh, man, Just... that makes so much sense coming from La Bernadette that that would be in your head. They probably play that over and over No, again. but La Bernadette is so not like that. It's really? so, it's very met. like, business casual mm-hmm. it's very like relaxed it feels like a restaurant where it's like people who who work in the 50s just like go i mean obviously it's like expensive so i don't think they like go as their cantina but it's it's not cool in that way there's nothing there's no gimmicky stuff mm-hmm. so it's very not chef's table yeah but of course it's like yeah i mean it's 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 beautiful food being prepared by like a litany of chefs but i think that those kinds of like different yes 20 course long tasting menus where it's like would you like to take a photo before you dig in would you like me to take a photo of you while you're eating this course like that's done the preciousness is over it's and and part of me misses it but and when i think back on all the money i've spent of all on all this like special tasting menus the percentage, the amount of times that it was worth it is so low. Oh, my God. Every single time Harry and I do one of those, we're very angry. Right. Well, you were telling me about the one that you guys did in the UK a couple weeks ago in London. Oh, my God. Oh, at a Chinese was, restaurant. It was so silly. It yeah. was so, you know, if things are delicious and satiating, yeah, it's okay, you know, the food's going to cost what it costs. And, like, obviously, you want to make sure that everybody is getting paid a, beyond a working, a, a living wage. And, like, you know, they've put in a lot of training and yada, yada. But it's, like, if things taste mediocre and, like, there's not enough food, come on. Yeah. Fleshed out, flushed out. I believe it's fleshed out. Are there two different expressions for both two different words? I'm pretty sure flushed out means it's like gone. You, it's gone. But fleshed out means it's full. It's full. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Those are two di- two different phrases. <laughs> well, cheers. <laughs> and I'll drink to that. So after that, I'm gonna flush out my flush out. I'm gonna flush and I'm gonna flush. <laughs> um, Wait, listen to this very smart thing I I decided the other day. Not decided. I said. Okay. Listen on this to topic, this smart listen, thing I said. Listen up. I want to say it here because I want people to know and I was proud of myself. The problem with a lot, I think the problem with a lot of tasting menus, particularly here, um, and a lot of these restaurants that do these like tiny, teeny tweezer brush stroke things that, pe- that aren't super satisfying. Yeah. There's this confusion. I think here we're like, oh, don't worry. It's it's not just food, it's art, right? That's what people say. It's food, but as a fine art, so you should appreciate it. You might not get it. You know, and you're like, well, I don't fucking get it because it doesn't taste good. And then there's always this hearkening back to like, well, the great chefs of France, in Paris, in Italy. But rarely in those places are those chefs doing those things. You go to a really nice restaurant in Paris and they're not doing that. They're just doing incredible versions of food. So my conclusion was here, it's like this dumb American thing of being like, we're trying to put other visual fine art on top of culinary art. Whereas in other cultures, culinary art itself can be a fine art. Yeah. It's like you don't have to make it look like a painting. It can just be the best beef bourguignon of all time. 
you know? Right. I mean, I think, well, I think there are two things at work. One of which is like, yes, not everything has to be, I'm going to use a word here that I've been working into my vocabulary. Not everything has to be a palimpsest Mm -hmm. as in, right? Like not everything has to be one thing on top of another and like these layers of things. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, I understand, of course, that there are always going to be like the Grant Akatz's of the world Mm -hmm. or like the Wiley Dufresne's Mm -hmm. who are pushing the boundaries of what food is. And like, that is a completely different version of being a chef, right? It's like, that is a, that is a different form of the art, right? Is like, I want to push the boundaries of what food are. It's like partially a scientific experiment. It's an experiment to deliciousness. Like it's all of these different things. Right. But those are also places where it's like, you go once. Mm Mm-hmm. And what actually Wiley has a new pizza place that I'm really excited to try, but like it's not at all that it's it's not, it's, it's not molecular. It's just like good food. Yeah. Um. And I also think a lot of the molecular gastronomists actually have like the strongest backgrounds in like just classically trained stuff. Definitely. It's sort of like Picasso, guys. <laughs> Obviously, like first known as a really just amazing figurative painter. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, um, but then I think there's. A different version of the tasting menu. So, okay, sorry. They, they are in one category. Yes, of course. I mean, when it becomes more like mainstream. Exactly. When it becomes mainstream. But then, so, I, Harry and I went to this place called Gem, which is this New York place run by uh, Flint McGarry. I think okay. that's his name. So, he was like a child prodigy chef, which sounds so dork of me even to say. Oh, I think I know this. But it's this very beautiful, I think he's like 24 now, something like that. Mm-hmm. And the meal was truly exquisite Mm -hmm. like I was having flavors that I would never have thought to pair together and the space was beautiful and it felt cool and like it wasn't putting on airs and it was really wonderful so Mm -hmm. I feel like when when places do that well it's really really special it's just that so few places do it well right and the bottom line has to be that it can invoke all of these things and it can be scientific and interesting and artistic but I think it also has to taste good if it doesn't taste good what the fuck is the point right I mean I think I've said this before but Harry and I went to Gagan in Bangkok right and somehow we got a reservation and blah 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 and baseline it was not delicious and like not only not delicious it was like not tasty yeah period which was it's so disappointing. I'm yeah. like, if you're gonna, if you are going to assume that people may have traveled to your restaurant from like the far reaches of the earth, we happen to be in Bangkok. We had not traveled there for that reason. Thank you very much. But like, at its at your core, you've got to make sure that the food tastes good. Yeah. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's like so presumptive and like almost taking advantage. I think. Yeah, we went to a restaurant. Uh, for our honeymoon that was far and away like the most expensive place we went to that was very the menu oh yes I think you said that and it was like not delicious but I kept having to convince myself because I knew what the paycheck was coming you know I knew what the number was that like this was valuable because it was representative of the history and the terroir of this place and using the ingredients from this place yeah but I was also just like no, because there's so much effort clearly being put into the as- assembly of this thing and the artistry of this thing, but none, 
Like, I'm sure these ingredients are delicious. Yeah. Or, like, there are ways to... You can exert this same amount of effort into making them delicious as opposed to making them look cool. And I just felt so underwhelmed. I also must say, for these places, if it's going to be... I love variety. So if I'm going to go to a tasting menu, I want it to be like, this is my ideal. Like, obviously, baseline, everything is incredible. But we tasting, move... Yeah. Yes. We move from, like, beautiful, composed dishes... Maybe three or four, but it's into some a gigantic point, plate of something. At some point, there's a gigantic plate. Well, this was the so the Chinese place that it's called a Wong, by the way, in case anybody's interested, um, in in London that Harry and I were at last week or the week before. And also, it's funny that we're talking about this because it's not like either Ari or I or we with our spouses do like a ton of these places, but we're just talking about all of them right now because it's yeah, like very um, rare. Exactly. It's certainly like a super, super special occasion thing, which then is why it's doubly really upsetting when the food doesn't actually fucking taste good. But this Chinese place, I kept on being like, okay, at some point there's just going to be a dish that has quantity. Yeah. I'm like, that's when we're really going to dig in. And when there wasn't one, it was so upsetting. Like it was, it was like, okay, each dish is this tiny little composed thing. And I am not saying that obviously Chinese food cannot be served in a like haute cuisine style. I'm not saying that at all. It certainly can be. But when you are only serving me bites, also when you're being like, this is this cuisine and this is this, it's like, this is Xinjiang cuisine and this is like one tiny bite of it. It's like, no, Xinjiang cuisine is gigantic hunks of lamb. It's served with like gigantic, literally like discus sized pieces of bread. So right. Like, what are you talking about? And it's like the flavor is not the only thing that makes the cuisine. Yes. It's the, like, it's negating all of the culture that goes around with, like, it's it's sitting and, and enjoying sharing a big thing yeah. and eating the same thing for, like, more than 10 minutes and talking about it. You know what I mean? At yes. these places, when it's just bite after bite, you don't get that full, you just don't, it's a different kind of dining experience on a social level, which yeah. is not as enjoyable. And every single course, they came around to us and said, would you like to take a photo? every course and at a certain point we looked at and we were like we're actually we're not we're never going to take a photo of this food you can just it's it's fine i can't believe how dated this is. oh no goggin was it was truly shocking also because we happened to be they had seated us at like the open kitchen kind of bar which was so cool we were really excited about it and so it was us and like 12 tech bros Mm -hmm. who were you know who could like afford to be at this restaurant and each course, they would come around and ask everybody if they wanted a video taken, blah, blah, blah. And so you wouldn't get to eat because you had to wait for everybody's fucking video They're to be taken. social I mean, media restaurant. Yeah. Like, <gasps> I mean, it's, I should have known from Gagan. It's like the, the menu was emojis. So what are you going to do? Whatever. Yikes. It's so irreverent. Um, but I think what I want, I want my own appetizer and I want my own main. Right. Or I want everything to be gigantic and I want it to be truly shareable. What do you want? What do you want? It depends on the night. You know, last night I really wanted my own cheeseburger and so I got that. But there are other nights, like I had dinner with my parents this past weekend and we got, my mom and I split like a a kind of, uh, what's it called? It's a, it was a coca van, but it was like with white wine, I think. Oh yeah, delicious. One of those and my dad got like, Muscles and we so we all kind of like split that and a few sides so that was fun but when when I sniff out that there's some hesitancy or like um, 
I don't know, like, uh, what's the word? Like, scare, anxiety Mm -hmm. about doing shared plates. I'm like, oh, we can't. I'm not. Okay, so. I don't want to be this person, like, forcing this on Spearheading. Oh, my God. I know. Okay, so how are your parents when you guys are at a place where it's obviously shared plates? Are they like, we understand this is shared plates. Like, let's get four to six, you know, four to six for this group or whatever. I think because we are family of five, my parents kind of always are like, we're sharing, we're sharing everything, period. Okay. Always. At all like, times. I mean, I will go to basically like a tapas restaurant with my parents. <laughs> And they're like, this is mine. Exactly. I so love that. Individually is like, and I'll have the, um, I'll start with a manchego cheese. Yes. And I will have three <laughs> slices of prosciutto it's for me. Truly. Yeah. And the waiters are looking at me like I have to do all of the translating. And I'm like, no, that's it. That's they it. want, they just want their own. And then of course it comes and they're like, wait, I don't get it. This oh, is so God. weird. <laughs> like, no, guys. Yeah, because we're supposed to share everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I understand. It's like, you know, I, I'm I'm with them. Yeah. Like, I like to have just something that is all mine, baby. Yeah, me too. But, hey, dining these days is tough. It's hard to find these casual places. I, I will say, I like to split something to start. And that's, so going back to the deviled egg thing, I was like, well, the oysters are too expensive. I don't want, there was like a spinach artichoke dip. And I was like, that's like too, too heavy, too much right now. Like, what's a good, like fresh, fun thing to start? That's not, not necessarily a dip. I was about to say the dips, everybody, you know what? Talk about margins. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh, the margins on a dip. Insane. Also, because I can guarantee you they're not using fresh chickpeas, baby. No. I mean, some places might be, but like, and I love a dip. Yeah. But you always spring for it because it's so shareable. Okay, mm-hmm. sorry. So you didn't want a dip. You wanted something fresh. Yes, yeah, so we went for the deviled eggs. But I'm like, what else would it be? What else could I want? Um, Like, what okay. Would, like, the first thing that comes to mind is like a plate of gravlocks with beautiful brown oh bread. Wow. That's the first thing that comes to your mind? What can I say? Wow, you are a New York Jew. I love that. No, gravlocks. I'm Norwegian. Sure. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, but I can't remember the last time I got that. It's something to share. You know what I hate that people always get is like arancini. Oh, has anyone really ever enjoyed an arancini? I'm saying this as an Italian American. Harry makes fun of me for like our open your yours and my open hatred of arancini. Yeah, they're nasty. They're nasty. Why? Why would you do such a thing to rice? I know. Why would you do such a thing to rice? And also, it's like. Yeah, I get it. It's crispy. Like, okay, so what? It's not the best form of it's, crispy it's, rice. No, it's oh not, no, not at, at all. all. The best form of crispy rice is like from any other culture. Yeah, it's true. Sorry, it's true. <laughs> sorry, Italians. Not um, your forte. Um, wait, what did I want to say? Oh, I actually well, last night, last night I did an escape room. I know it's you your favorite thing. Are you kidding me? We Are you gonna, kidding? We were supposed to go bowling, oh, and then I'm my back furious. went out, so we did an escape room instead. Oh, I. Okay, I, we made it out with two minutes and 45 seconds to spare, which as far as I'm concerned is like, we're geniuses. I, excuse me. <laughs> and beforehand, we went to Farida Central Asian Cuisine, which is an Uzbeki restaurant on <gasps> 9th Avenue. Fun. So if you ever want to do this date again, I'm down. It was, the food was really, really good. Uh, okay, well. Um, large meat skewers, large meat dumplings, a lot of lamb. Um, fe- okay, some of the best tomatoes out of season that I've ever had in New York. Were they in Kumamoto? 
No, thickly sliced like beef steak tomatoes with slices of feta in between. Interesting. It was really good. And yeah, and and we escaped. Fuck you. (laughs) We did the bank heist and we escaped with all the money. For people who don't know, I am deeply into games and did one escape room with Sophie and she didn't enjoy it. Did you enjoy it? Oh, I loved it. Okay. Oh, this last night was my fourth escape room, I think. I really enjoy escape rooms, but here's the problem. I'm pretty convinced I might be kind of good at them. Yeah, let's go. Okay, let's go. Let's go. But maybe we should... Do you think you and I could get out of an escape room together? Yes. I actually think it might be easier with, like, fewer people. I do, too. Because you start having to um, waste precious seconds, like, organizing people. Yes. Or, like, getting people excited. Yes. And part and of I the problem is the cacophony no, of I'm, people being like, what if it's this? And you're like, it's not. Because yeah. I've done one of these before. It's not that. It's not that. <laughs> it's not that. We should be focusing. Yeah. Um, yes, anytime. Anytime. Anyway. I but was, was it scary? I won't do a scary one. No, what, do you know me? Of course it wasn't fucking scary. It was a bank heist. It was a quote unquote <gasps> bank heist. So it was like, it just had like pictures of like mob bosses all over. And then <laughs> and then it had a whole wall of cheeses. <laughs> and then another wall where you had to like use a barcode thing to like figure out if it was like mush, like is it canned mushrooms? Is it canned tomatoes? Is it, I mean, it's so up our alley. And then you had to pedal a bike um, like a pizza bike until the pizza delivery hatch opened. Now that I think about it, I'm like, oh, that was quite extraordinary for a place that seemed so down market. Wow. Um, How many if, people were you? Five. Four? Five. Yeah. Great. I think I think five is one too many, if I'm honest. We had a great time, but oh, I yeah. think five is, oh, yeah. five is one I too many. I think two is ideal. But Mallory, Mallory came, and she's anti-escape room. Yes. And she was like, I had the best time. I really enjoyed it. Yes. Fucking kidding me. But next up, I just want to go bowling. I'm desperate for a bowl. Oh my god, I was thinking about bowling the other day. Why the shoes? Slip. Surely they can find a way to, like, just make the bowling lane itself slippery, but not the part where you walk on. Well, I am convinced it is just a relic of, like, the old timiness of bowling alleys. Wait, so you think that the shoes don't need to be slippery? No! I think like they have the technology or <laughs> technology, the, the whatever varnish on the. It doesn't have to be that way. Well, I think it's. First of like, all, I like that it is that way. Do you get creeped out by using somebody else's shoes? I used to not, but then I haven't gone bowling in so long, and another friend was describing going recently, and I was like, "Oh yeah, the shoes." That would not. It wouldn't occur because I feel like they probably spray them with some antiseptic thing. Yeah, that's like filled with chemicals. Yeah, but it's like your foot's in a sock. I don't know. Porous. Like, it's like people wearing gloves and being like, don't worry, like, nobody touched this thing. I'm like, oh, it's fine. I just... Well, I don't want to get, like, athlete's foot or something. I don't want, like, someone's... But weird... think about how cute they are. <laughs> I have had that thought before. They're like, like a saddle shoe. They... In the 90s, that style was, like, very... You could, like, find bowling shoes that looked exactly like bowling shoes to wear. Uh, yeah, yeah, of course. In like a tan, like a tan slash dark brown Oof, combo. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I'm not worried about the shoes. And I think, I think the point is, all right, listen, I'm not a pro bowler, but I assume if you are a pro bowler, part of it is like, there's a funny slip that happens like 
with the, the <laughs> leg coming in back of the front leg. You know what I mean? You sure. do that thing. Sure, the, the plie of bowling. Exactly, the famous bowling plie. And I think like that might require just a little bit of, of slip on the shoe. I Maybe can't, I can't wait for yeah, our but for the people, bowling listeners to write in to us about this. Well, I I would love to go bowling. Let's go bowling. I love bowling. Mm-hmm. I love an activity. I'm going to trivia tonight. I'm you very are? excited. Oh my god, where are you going and who are you going with? I am going with Chris and Bays and Ben and oh, hopefully fun. Ariel. Oh my god, that's so fun. Yeah. Uh, if we weren't going to the full harmonic, I would force you to invite me. Can you oh, please invite absolutely. me next time? Well, part of why we were gonna do bowling and then ended up at an escape room is because I was like, I don't wanna, I don't wanna just have dinner with friends again or go to the theater. No. I mean, Ari and I obviously go and see a lot of theater because we're actors. If we weren't actors, we wouldn't go see maybe as much theater. So the maybe. theater would feel more like an evening out. But I think for us, it's just like I need eh, activities. Yeah, exactly. The more. Yeah. I, what else could a person do? Because I was thinking that. I was like, oh, God. Like, what else is there? Oh, God. Okay. Bowling, trivia. I also don't want to be the person who has to, like, organize the charades game. No. No, no, no. It has to be a place that does the thing. Well, we were good about shuffleboard for a while. Yes, we were. We were. Yep. You could do, like, axe throwing. No, because you have to go to one of those places, I feel like, and it's so gimmicky. You think an escape room's not gimmicky? That, that's true. And the escape room is, like... Yeah, that's true. But I'd rather go to an escape room than like throw. Axe throwing sounds boring. I agree. It's like one thing. I need puzzles. I'm also just terrified. You're holding the axe and there it goes right between your toes. Yeah. Like, do they, how do people not just picture that? I'm like, huh? I know. I don't think they give you combat boots. No, they don't give you steel toe shoes for that. <laughs> There's not a bowling, you know. Yeah. You're not renting steel toe boots. Right. Yeah, what are the other fun things you could do? I know. Um, Comedy shows. Sure. Improv shows. But I think to me part of it is doing something that doesn't feel that you're just taking something in. It's something where you are also expelling something. Do you know what I mean? Yes, of course. (laughs) You are not just a consumer. Yeah. I mean, I'm not into like paint and drink, like pottery and drink, but I'm like, I could be into it. If somebody just invited me, I would get into it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, maybe we should just do that. Yeah. Well, I think the key is to go to places... Well, I've been taking this drawing, quote-unquote, class, but it's not really a class. It's just like open studio where they have a nude model and you can just go and draw. And you're allowed to bring something if you want. Wait, can I come? Yes, of course. When? Where? Well, it's usually Wednesdays. But I think they're they're all over the city. Like, basically, any night a week. It's so fun. Oh, my God. I'm a terrible artist, but that sounds really fun. It's just really fun. fun. I'm okay. I'm dying, dying, dying to do that. What else can we do? I well, love this. Having a night. What exactly. kind of night you want to have? What, exactly. And like, what is a night where it's not just passive? It's not passive participate. It's not. It's not passive. What's the word? It, participation is not the word. It's not passive like acceptance. Yeah, or, or like consuming, consuming something. Yeah, yeah it's, it's just active like participation. taking in. Yeah, eating. Uh, it's also because every restaurant now is so expensive and they're trying to flip the tables that you feel like it's not enough time. Like, I'm just, where are the places where you can just go and, like, stay forever? I think it's all Italian restaurants. Okay, I was yeah. at a restaurant last night. I met friends after they had seen a show and I, I had escaped the room. Uh-huh. And Did you just say that to we were, as you Everyone, I just escaped I, well, the room I, and now I'm here. Thank, yeah. thank God I made it out. I was worried for a minute there. Um, and... The restaurant, it was 9 p.m., and the restaurant wanted us out so badly. They were cleaning the floors with a very smelly chemical, 
going underneath our feet. They were bringing no. things of garbage through the restaurant. No. I mean, it was so extreme. I didn't mind because I wasn't eating because I had had my Uzbeki food earlier. So I was sort of like a little bit immune to it. But it was truly we were getting kicked out. Which I also get. I'm like, I totally know you guys just fucking want to go home. No, but like there are no. some people here, and they are mid bite. Like you just no. gave us our food five you minutes ago. You can't do ago. that. I'm yeah. sorry to be like an old school on this. You cannot do that. Yeah, but I agree. You so don't it's like do that. you want to go to a place that kind of lets you just sit for a longer period. And of if time. they need you to leave, then have the waitress or someone come up and say something. Yeah, but I mean, also I under. I don't like when that happens, and I don't think that should happen, but I understand that no one is being paid enough these days with mm-hmm. the, and the, so that people just want to go out of there because they don't value their jobs because they don't make enough money. And that all makes sense. It's a fucking problem. Yeah. It's, it's a big problem. problem. Wait, but can I just... Oh, sorry. Your nude, your nude modeling yes. painting reminded me that I read an article in the New York Times today about yes. a woman who throws dinner parties. Yes. Naked dinner parties. No. Mostly for women. Well, how have we not been talking about this First the whole time? First of all, time? they're called feud, F, um, U with an umlaut over it, D-E. I hate, I hate it. Okay, we don't have to hate it, It's, but I'm very interested. So it's all all naked, obviously it's about body positivity. It's mostly women, but like men can apply. What? It's, men can apply if they have references. Why? Why is it... Sorry. Well, okay. As a person who's been to many naked parties in my life, oh, I understand that there there can be a non-sexual element even if the sexes are commingling. But what are your thoughts on eating while butt naked? Because you can't... You, you can be in socks, but you can't be in underwear. This is a... what if You you got to go fully nude. Should I get you another beer? Do you want one? No, no, no. This is full. Okay. Half full. Um, I don't feel good about it. I would want to be wearing underwear. I don't care about a bra. I don't want to be sitting on someone's chair with no underwear. Well, I don't think you're sitting on chairs. I think she probably like layers the whole place with sheets. But she was also, she's like, my two favorite things are cooking and nudity. And I guess she was like, yeah, you know, it sort of got to a point in my life where I would just, friends would come over and I would just open the door naked. <laughs> just like imagining. <laughs> Being like, you know what, today, when Ari comes over, I think I'm going to be naked. But I'm like, that's so great if you feel... I think the thing is, it's like, before you get to the unselfconscious place, there is always a very long barrier of self-consciousness. And it's not self-consciousness about the body. It's self-consciousness about the fact of, like, I am naked. Do you know what I mean? It's no, like, what do you mean? What I mean is, like... So at a naked party, I think there's none of that because, like, the whole conceit is... Yes, okay, and everyone's so, trashed. Exactly. So when I... Uh, just to give our listeners some context explain it when I where I went to college we had a lot of naked parties which was literally you would come in there would be like an ante room you would take off all of your clothes you were not allowed to wear a stitch of underwear once again you were allowed to wear socks and shoes and then you would go in and it was just a room full of naked people and because of the quantity of nudity it somehow like lost its edge and all of a sudden became like this whole other sort of like very youthful fun irreverent thing right. that was totally desexualized yes um, and so I think like that's part of her aim, but I think, hey, um, someone <laughs> likes naked parties. Part of her aim. <laughs> <laughs> but I think like what I mean is that in a situation, for instance, with like of of a woman opening her door and yeah. she's totally naked, but her guests are not. There's the thing of like, 
oh, I now have to get comfortable with your nudity. Like, there's a runway with that. There's a runway with, like, oh, okay, am I going to take off all of my clothes and just sort of be around naked? And then getting over the self-consciousness of, like, we've decided to do this, and here we are, and we're doing it. And, like, okay, and we're doing it, and it's fine, and it's fun, but we're still doing it. Do you know what I mean? There's, like, yeah, just a constant... Like a reminder of the thing at hand and not being able to just be. Yes. I mean, I'm sure that there's more that this will... I didn't read the article, but I'm sure the people she invited wouldn't be like... It's not like she invited me for the first time and we've never met before and I show up in my winter coat and she's... It's probably people who would be like, oh, so-and-so's naked again. No, she says it's like strangers apply. Wow. Well, and I I think it's wonderful to to say I want to be as... feel as un uninhibited as possible in my body and like what better form to do that than with a bunch of other women who are varying ages and like hey whatever so I have lots of mixed feelings and thoughts about this mostly I come up against the eating while butt naked I mean in terms of cleaning up oneself it's great like one of my yeah, favorite things to do easier. and I don't get to do this very often but when I have a friend or family member who has a kid who's like just of like old enough, a baby, like just old enough to start eating solid foods, mm-hmm. to like hang out with that baby while they're eating like fully naked, like a bowl of raspberries. You know <laughs> what I mean? And it's just like, it's a mess. Right. That I can get into. Like, yeah, I just want, I don't want to worry. You know me. There's stains, stains on stains. Yeah. I can't have anything nice. I just basically throw food in my mouth and try and catch it. <laughs> I'm a clown. My mouth is a goalpost, yes. and I'm just hoping something makes it in. Let's go. Yep. <laughs> I think, I mean, I think you're right that it's like, I think there could be something very bacchic in the... Yes. I don't think that this dinner is aiming for that, but I think there's a different version of it where it's like the bacchic ecstasy of yes. like a bunch of people eating and drinking while nude sounds very fun. I'm just so behind. I'm like, I first want to get to a place where we can dress sexy again. Oh my God. I know. I, like, where did that go? No one dresses up anymore. I mean, one I dresses down anymore. I'm like, I have, I just want to wear like little tiny things okay. and feel good about wearing them. It has been winter. So I want to give us the benefit of that. I know. Piece. But even with winter, I'm like, you know, you, you see in all the magazines, like, people are like, oh, sheer is really in. And I'm like, oh, I want to wear just, like, a sheer top. So do it. But then I go out, and I'm like, I can't take off my jacket wearing just this sheer top underneath. Like, I'm the only one in here whose nipples are showing. <laughs> you know what oh. I mean? Oh, but I think you just have to keep your eyes peeled for someone under the age of 30. I feel like they're all showing their nipples all the time. <sighs> Not they. Well, maybe they. But, um... I yeah I was at the I was at a museum the other day I was at the Whitney and there was this girl walking around and she was like probably 22 or something and she was wearing a what used to be referred to as a wife beater is now referred to as a white tank I'm not sure but you know, that shape yeah that shape and it was ribbed and she didn't have a bra on and it was like I I was totally like that's so great and you look great but again there was the paired consciousness of like. Yeah, I'm the person who's not wearing a fucking bra, so what are you going to do about it? I don't want to be that person. And that's very annoying. Yes. Whereas I think you sort of have to be in like a a field of people where 
everyone that's is that's what it is everyone is practicing unselfconscious versions of nudity yes I mean I, I don't like want to make a statement exactly I don't want to defend yeah. my outfit yeah. I don't want extra looks I just want to like feel good and fun yeah I know and well maybe you and I haven't like had a night out for a while no maybe that's what's missing it's yeah. like the excuse to actually go out in a venue that requires getting dressed up well we were talking about going to this rave on Friday I know. Are you going to go? No, because I fucking threw my back out. Yeah. Wait, what? But if well, you want to go, I could change I all my pants. I can't go. She can't go. Why not? I I think it's... I'm washing my hair. I'm washing Why? my hair. Why? Why? <laughs> I think of a start time of midnight at this point right now in my life is not good because I'm trying to regulate my sleep schedule. Okay, fair. And I'm like already fucked and it will just... It, it will, like, send me deeper into... That's a good reason. Yeah. I'm sort of like, oh, could I just go for an hour? Could I go for an hour and dance in a way that would not ruin my back? No. But I'm not sure. No. Because I know myself, and I'm going to be ruining my back, baby. Yeah. <laughs> going to be breaking Backs my back. Backs will be ruined. Um, I have to... One more thing to say. I don't know. Or is it time to stop? No. Please say one more thing. Two separate people last night said to me, or complained to me, about... The apparent overusage now in establishments such as restaurants of welcome in. Oh my God. Wait, I've always hated that phrase because it's grammatically very problematic. I've, A, never noticed it. Oh my God, you haven't? No. Oh, they say it in shops. They say it in workout studios. But like, uh, these two people were saying this has become more and more prevalent in the past oh, two years. Terrible. What were they saying before? Just welcome? And now they're saying welcome in. Welcome in. What's wrong with welcome in? What? Cause, because welcome is enough. Is enough. Welcome into this shop would be would make sense. Welcome in? Welcome in. Yeah, hey. this is weird. Welcome in. Hey, welcome in. It's it because it just doesn't make any sense. Just I... say welcome. Hey, welcome. I think people felt that it was one syllable too short, so they added one. Hey, welcome in. Hey, welcome in. Welcome in. My welcome parents, in. my parents' big bugbear is also. I hate the word bugbear, so that's never my, heard it before. My bugbear. My bugbear. What the um, hell is bugbear? I don't know. Something that annoys them is uh, not a problem. Why is that bad? I don't know. They think it's terrible. I'm like, no. The person is telling you that like that's not a problem, so they're happy to do it. They they're always going not a problem, not a problem. I'm like guys. Not a problem. I think to them it sounds like a valley girl, like, you know, young person, like, like yeah, I know, and of course, yeah, we know it's not a problem. It's like, well, the person Oh, just, as if to insinuate, like, that I was would, making it a problem and right. you were saying it is not a problem. Exactly, right. As if it would be a problem in another circumstance, but in this is not. Yeah. I think not a problem comes in when you're fed up with saying, like, got it. On also, it, got everyone's it. Everyone's just trying to mix up their vocab. I mean, everyone's Welcome just in. trying to make their days interesting. Yep. Welcome in, though, is it's got to go. I just didn't realize that this was a thing that was happening all all around us. I did not clock it. Yeah. Well, now someone it's says blocked. "Welcome in," I say "Thank you." I'm in. I'm happy. I'm in. I also say "Thank you," and in my head, I'm going, "You fucking, you better say something else next time." <laughs> oh my god, you know what it reminds me of? It's a joke, everybody. Yes, That's of course. <laughs> I'm not going to go It reminds there. you of what? what? In Cabaret. But it's not. It's 
in German. Willkommen, bienvenue. Yeah. Oh, willkommen. Yep. That's it. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Yeah. With steak, fries, and more. Yeah, what's going to happen next week? April. Oh my April's God, April's happen. next week. Fucking hell. Maybe we'll do a March recap. Wait, really? Okay, just tell me what happened in March. What did you do in March? <gasps> what did I do in March? Like nothing. I went to Rochester a million times and recorded with you and like just kind of walked around the city with sad music playing in my head. Wow. You? Oh, okay, I, was, I went to London. Yeah. My, my, Give Me Pity came out on... Oh yeah, that know, happened to that, me too. That stuff, Favorite whatever. movie ever. Um, and... I feel like that's it. I agree. What happened? The weather turned a little bit. The, the blossoms begun. The blossoms began, and that's very exciting. Yes. Spring is springing, even though it's still very cold. But that was nice. It's nice. It's getting... It's nice. I'm glad it's not gray, but, you know. Me too. All right, guys. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs>